Hey there, welcome to episode number 24 of the She's Building a Dream podcast. On this episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing Dominique. Dominique is actually a former client of mine. She's a former teacher coming from Canada. She has a subscription-based program for moms, helping them to establish play-based activities from home. You're definitely going to want to tune in to hear her story and all about her subscription program. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Dream Builder Teachers Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen, a former 10-year teacher and mother of three. I went from being a stressed, overwhelmed full-time teacher to running a successful online business from home that completely changed my reality and replaced my teaching income. And I am here to say, you can do it too. Join me each week for inspiration, online business strategies, and engaging interviews. If you want to run a successful online business from home, then this is the show for you. All right. Tell me about your journey from teacher to entrepreneur. What got you started on this journey? Uh, I've been a teacher for 14 years in the public education system. I mostly early years and sometime in the nursery kindergarten programs that, with a special ed background. And when I had my kids, actually, even before I had my kids, I knew that once I had kids, I needed to get out of the classroom. I needed a change of pace. And mostly I knew that I was going to need to be able to give my time and energy to my own kids and pull back on the time and energy that I was pouring in to the classroom. So before I even got pregnant, I knew that that was a change I was going to have to make, but didn't really know what that change would look like. And so then when I had my first child and went on maternity leave, I came back to work full-time again after I had him and found that very intense having him at home. And I knew absolutely for sure that I had to change something once I had my second child. So while on maternity leave with my second, I joined with a network marketing company with Discovery Toys and tried to build my business there. I did quite well, but I felt that I was being really limited and I still felt like I had more to offer. So near the end of that leave, I still really wasn't sure what my plan was. So I tried returning to the classroom and honestly actually only lasted eight days before I stepped back out and said, no, I, I can't do this. I need to be around with my kids. So I kind of spent the next little while floundering a little bit and then... I ended up connecting with with you to <laughs> try and figure out what my next steps would look like. And from there, realized that maybe network marketing and direct sales weren't going to be my final destination, that I was going to need to build something more on my own. And learning through play was developed a little bit further. And I've still got Discovery Toys in the background, but it fits in with my learning through play business that I've been building. Yeah, yeah. So connecting awesome. with you, Kristen, was actually one of the big catalysts in moving me onto the entrepreneur journey as opposed to direct sales. I'm so glad that we connected because I, I love watching your journey. That's so fun to watch. 
It's so fun to watch. What are some things that you learned along the way? That I was going to have to be prepared to pivot and change repeatedly. And that whatever idea I had in my head from the get-go wasn't necessarily going to be where I was headed. But every step of the way has taught me something huge in building my business and being able to keep moving towards whatever my final destination is. Cause I still don't think I've actually found my final destination. <laughs> I think you're pretty close though, you know, and I don't know there. if we ever yeah. find our final destination in entrepreneurship because it's constantly changing. Yes. You know, absolutely. my business looks very different from what it did when I first started and it changes almost every six months. It feels like there's something different yep. that I'm pivoting and changing and improving and enjoy something else. And I start doing that instead, you know, like as long as you keep that core reason as to why you're an entrepreneur, it's okay to pivot and change and grow. And Yeah. And I'm pretty firm believer that if you're doing something that isn't working for you, that's actually more of a failure than moving on to something that might be a better fit for you. And for me, that included being in the classroom. I knew that it wasn't my place anymore. I knew it wasn't my calling anymore. And as hard as it was to tell my husband that I was quitting, <laughs> it was, I knew it was the right decision because my heart wasn't there anymore. Yeah. What do you wish you would have known when you first started? What is something you wish you would have known? I wish I had known and still wish I had known actually what type of experts there are available to help in getting a business started and what their different roles are, what they do. I've learned a ton through connecting with people like yourself and being in a lot of the networking groups on Facebook and so on and so forth. But there's still all the time different things popping up. I'm kind of like, wow, if I had known that there was actually somebody out there who did that job, that might have made my job a whole lot easier if I had known who to turn to for resources. And, you know, something like a copywriter, I honestly had no idea what, and maybe still don't, know exactly what a copywriter does. In my mind, copywriting was making something that people weren't supposed to take from <laughs> you or duplicate. But I've actually learned a ton of information from various copywriters that have helped me kind of tweak things in my business moving forward. Mm -hmm. So being able to find those experts in the fields and know what expertise it is that you're searching for and things like Pinterest managers, that sort of thing, never even actually crossed my mind that people did those things for a living. Yes, there's so many different niches online. There's so many things that people can do. That's what makes it so fun. But you're right. You don't even realize what you need to know or what your strengths are or those kind of things until you start kind of getting your feet wet. For sure. I feel like I've done a complete university education and online business in the past two years without actually enrolling in a specified course, but I've done a ton of trainings and courses and programs to get where I am right now and kind of put the pieces all together. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And sometimes that's what it takes, right? To try to find like, what is our area of strength? What's an area of weakness and how can we build upon those both at the same Mm -hmm. time? I myself have taken a lot of programs too. So tell us more about, I know you have a membership program that I want to hear more about where you're at with that. So tell us more about your membership program and explain that to the audience. For sure. All right. So where I ended up going once I connected with Kristen and went through the Dream Builders Teachers program, where I ended up going once I connected with Kristen was instead of sticking with direct sales, I ended up launching a... Well, we started out calling it a membership and now it's actually pivoted a little bit to be a subscription program because again, digging a little bit deeper in the online world, I realized that it it fit the term subscription better than membership. So what it is, it's called Preschool Unplugged and it's a play-based learning menu. So if you think of a monthly meal plan program, it's very similar, but it's for play-based learning activities. And what I've done is infused it with all of the essential learning foundations that preschool kids need in order to be successful and for parents to feel that they're doing the best they can for their children to make sure they're school ready. So within the monthly meal plan, or sorry, play plan that looks like a meal plan, they get a menu and it's laid out in such a way that each activity will show parents which of the foundations are addressed within that activity with the goal of parents also understanding that we don't work on one thing at a time. So for example, one activity might include fine motor skills. It might include literacy. There might be some STEAM learning there. If there's science or math or anything else involved, there might be something sensory. And within the menu, it would show them which of those are all being addressed in that one activity. So each month they get 25 or more activities that are all centered around one theme. So for example, this month, the theme was nature explorations. There would be 20, I think there was 28 activities this month, all centered around nature explorations and focusing on those preschool foundations so that as long as parents are spending 10, 15 minutes a day engaging in the activities with their kids, their kids are going to be preschool ready without ever having to sit down and look at a curriculum, look at a workbook, do worksheets that they found online or anything else, nature, because those kids need to be playing and they need to be hands-on, engrossed in their learning, not sitting doing worksheets. So cool. And you've got so many activities in there too, 28. That's amazing. Yeah, so they should be able to do one a day. And it comes with a planning guide for the month. It comes with a checklist. So however they want to plan it out. But there's all, they're also not sequential activities. So you could do it in any order. You could repeat an activity as many times as you wanted. But ideally, there would be one a day if you wanted to plan it out that way. Wow. And maybe you said this and I didn't catch it, but what age group is it for? Most of the activities would be appropriate for two to five-year-olds, but the activities, because they're not specific academic skill sets, are going to be appropriate for really any early years age. So I've 
I've said two to five year olds, but if you've got a four year old and a six year old, they could absolutely be both doing the activities and both getting something out of it. I've had a few people say, will it work with kids under two? I'd say at least 50% of the activities would be fine for a child under two. My daughter just turned two and she would get something out of most of them, but the others you might have to adapt a little bit. Yeah. And what a good time to have such a thing when we're all stuck Mm -hmm. at home and looking for activities and things to do with (laughs) our kids. And think about all the hours, I don't know about you, but think about all the hours I have spent looking at Pinterest, trying to find activities and find something to do. And I was just looking up something the other day and it's constantly trying to find things. And then you have to kind of get to the blog post and find what it is. And then do you have to download it? But all of your things are right there in one package, right? Yeah. So each menu, it has the activity guide, but then it also has, you talk about materials. It's got all the materials on one sheet and it indicates which materials are used for which activities. So for example, let's say you don't have Q-tips, you can look and see, well, that goes with activity 3A and maybe we're not going to actually do that activity this month because it doesn't look that engaging for my child, or maybe it is worth grabbing a few Q-tips, but you can easily see which activity it goes with. Do you know whether or not it's worth it to get those materials? And most of them could be substituted for something else too. So are most of the materials found in the home? Majority, yes. The new menu that's currently out, the nature explorations menu, I would say that majority of homes would have 95% of the materials. I intentionally made it that way right now, knowing that people going out shopping is not happening like it normally is. So I did plan that one specifically for things that you're going to find just outside your back door. The other menus, generally, yes, if you have a well-stocked craft cabinet for your kids, which I know most families with kids two to five, you've got stickers, markers, paper, glue sticks, all those fun things hanging around. If you have those types of things in your home, you'll have the majority of what you need. I haven't used any obscure materials that people aren't going to have access to. And if I do include a few activities with some of those more obscure materials, I'll also include an Amazon link that you can have a look and see if it's something you want to snag for your kids or not. Wow. What a great resource, especially right now. It's the perfect time for that. Perfect time. Where can people find out more about the subscription? Uh, You can find me online at www.dominiquedunlop.com. And if you're specifically looking for information on the Preschool Unplugged subscription, you'll find at the very top of my page, it's called Mom's Easy Button. And all you have to do is hit that easy button and you'll find all of the information about Preschool Unplugged. Very cool. So we'll link that up in the show notes so that people can go right to it. They can find it. Yes, I think it's such a great resource for people this time. So good. And are you using the activities with your own kids too? Yeah, I'm trying to get into the habit of doing kind of exactly what I preach and doing at least one of them a day with my kids. The problem is I have so many ideas beyond the menu that we end up straying from it and doing other stuff, but that's okay because those actually become the activities that we do in future menus. So we do something every day. It's just not always from the menu. Sure. And actually 
one thing I forgot to mention, Kristen, with the menu I should mention, though, is what I've set up with Preschool Unplugged is a pay-it-forward program. And as a mom, I firmly believe that we need to be supporting each other and doing what we can to support other moms, building up other moms. What I've implemented with Preschool Unplugged is for every member, or sorry, every subscription that's purchased, you will have the opportunity to pay it forward to another mom with one month free in Preschool Unplugged. So for example, Kristen, if you were to join me in Preschool Unplugged, you would get an email right away saying, who would you like to gift one month of the subscription to? And you would provide their email address and that person would then get one month free when you join. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Such a great resource. I can't wait to put this out there for people to grab a hold of. I think it's such a great thing for so many people right now. I know so many parents that are home with their kids and just starting to get to the point where they're not sure what else to do with their kids. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And it takes, a, like you said, it takes a long time to scour Pinterest to find those just right activities for your kids. Yes. And gather the materials. And gosh, I spent hours and hours and hours, especially when my older ones were younger. I spent Mm -hmm. so much time trying to find things. And, you know, there wasn't anything out there like that. That was a subscription where you could just grab it and know what to do. So I love it. And I, well, and I decided to do it as a thematic menu because kids do tend to learn better when we build on their pre-existing knowledge, when we can build activities that they already know something about. And that way we can really engage in it. That's how we teach in the classroom. We teach in units, we teach in themes. So I've decided to bring that into the program as well so that day to day and throughout the weeks, throughout the month, your child can start to ask deeper questions. They can start to enhance their learning and understanding of concept while still playing and not going into any deep academics on it. And I've also included with each menu a thematic suggested book list as well. So if you want to include those books for literacy extensions with your kids, you can. So you can kind of really build your whole month around a theme and get into it a little bit deeper with your kids. So fun. So fun. I love it. Very cool. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And thank you for being a guest. I appreciate you being here. It's been fun to watch your journey unfold and I can't wait to watch more too. Well, thank you. It was great to have the chance to talk to you tonight. Yes, thank you. Now, before you go, I've gotten emails from so many of you who have asked how you can get to be a part of the Dream Builder Teacher Society. And the doors are currently closed. But right now, you can jump on the wait list. When you do, I'll send you my free guide that will get you started in the meantime. I'm so excited about everything in the Dream Builder Teacher Society, which is my signature course for teachers who are creating online courses and are ready to replace their income. I get it. You're tired of the burnout. You're tired of wondering if there's more out there for you and you're ready to transform your life. I have one mission, to help teachers create profitable online businesses so they can change their life. Head over to dreambuilderteacher.com to get on the wait list today.